Welcome to Bodaciously Her podcast, where we provide a safe space for modern women to address and demystify social and religious constructs, discover God's truth, and thrive no matter what season they find themselves in. Follow us on all platforms at Bodaciously Her. DM us at Bodaciously Her with your questions and topics that you would like us to discuss or visit us at www.bodaciouslyher.com. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Bodaciously Her. I'm your girl T, AKA His Essence, here with my girls, Kim and Shauna. Hey girl, hey. 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 (laughs) So today, we're going to be talking about boundaries and relationships. Um, it's an interesting topic considering the times we're in. And I think there's something about having boundaries in, in all your relationships, whether it be parental to, to uh, child relationships, spouse relationships, dating relationships, Boundaries with the church. Shoot, let's let's get into it. So when you think about boundaries, I needed to like, like really define it, and so I had to look at look at my Webster dictionary, and it said boundaries. Boundary is a line that marks the limit of an area, and I thought that was a very good um, definition. Very simple, but accurate and that boundaries you know we all have a limit um when we we all have a limit um as to what we allow in our space we all have a limit as to what we allow in our emotional space um um, and all of these things affect our mental health and so i thought that was a good definition but then i started to think about boundaries and how if we don't address boundaries or or communicate our boundaries early enough it becomes an ultimatum to that person in our lives. And then I had to go look at what ultimatum is defined as. And it said, a demand which, if not met, will end a relationship or otherwise result in some consequence. Right? And so I figured we would tell our listeners, like, our experiences with boundaries in our relationship and um, how we implement them, what are the challenges we face, um, and um, and how people have responded to our boundaries. So let's get into it. Kim, what are your boundaries, um, particularly in marriage? What boundaries have you had to implement? Um, and when or if you have an instance where it became an ultimatum and, and how did you handle that situation? Okay, so you're talking 35 years about, 35 years of this relationship and this marriage relationship with the same man, so um, basically boundaries were kind of established in dating, boundaries were established in dating, many of them, Um, and I think what happens is after you get married, some of the boundaries that were established in dating are blurred because they figure this piece of paper is gone is has made it such that you're not going to have a choice but to 
just ride it out. So what, what happened in particular instances are um, when my husband did something that to me uh, blurred the boundary or was um, crossed the boundary, I would say something like this. Oh, so this is what we doing now. <laughs> So this is this is okay because what I needed for him to understand was you allowed to do a thing don't think that I'm not gonna think I'm allowed to do the thing too mm. yes so although I'm not going to trip just know if you allow then I'm gonna be allowed to and so therefore uh, you have to know who you're dealing with so if I'm saying, oh, this is what we're doing now. If he did not want me to participate in the thing that he was doing, mm-hmm. or to think a thing, or to, you know, know that I have an expected, an expected boundary in a particular area, um, it may not be the same boundary, but it might be another one. Mm. So, dude, don't trip. And um, so, yeah, that seemed to have worked in my marriage. Don't and recognition of the double standard and being able to talk about it. Um, these double standards. What were some of the double standards you had in your marriage in the beginning before that boundary oh was goodness. reestablished? Simplest ones. I was pregnant six months after we got married. Mm-hmm. So the simplest ones, um, we like to do a whole lot of things together. But because now we have this this infant, he still want to go riding down the hands point with his boys and play in these basketball leagues and do everything that he was doing before that I was able to go as well. And now, so there was a, you know, there was a come to Jesus about, you know, uh uh-uh. uh. Both of us have to it took a while by the time I was pregnant two two years later with, with my son. So it took a minute for me to set this boundary of, hey, I'm not gonna be at home with the children while you are having a good time. Mm. And yeah, that was that was the first <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the first ones. Um, then you know, that whole other woman boundary. That was a real first one. That was established in college. Mm. You know, that whole make a choice. Okay, it's been a while. Do you need to make a choice? I sat back. I saw what was happening. Um, Mr. Basketball played Kappa Alpha Psi, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, shout out to all of them. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, I understood and I let you, you know, experiment and and you know, sow your wild oats and whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but at at a particular time, you need to make a choice. Mm. Understood. You need to. And did you tell him in the beginning during the dating when you set this boundary during dating? Did you tell him in the beginning, like, hey, you have this amount of time, or did no. you just approach him and be like, so yo, you're reaching that cap, homeboy? So this is what happened. <laughs> 
in the beginning, he had a girlfriend and I had a boyfriend and we weren't even, I didn't even really like the dude like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we weren't even talking like that. Mm -hmm. We were, you know, he, I was already at that school two years before he showed up mm -hmm. at that college. Mm -hmm. I was already a Kappa sweetheart before he was online mm -hmm. to be a Kappa. I was already friends with everybody that he was beginning to be friends with. And so it started off basically as a friendship. And I wasn't really attracted to him at all. Um, and then over the summer after our junior year, stuff started happening in both of our relationships with our, you know, with the people we were already dating. Mm -hmm. So I came back without a boyfriend and he came back without a girlfriend. And so that's what happened. So prior to that, he had already started kind of seeing these other people. And then when he broke up with his girlfriend, he came back and he was kind of still seeing those other people. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, we had an attraction. So, yeah. Good. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and then after our senior year, he wanted to come back to D.C. I was like, oh, all right, let's see what happens. Were there any incidents in your marriage where Daryl felt like it was an ultimatum? Probably. Okay. The beginning was an ultimatum. To get married was an ultimatum. Oh, explain had, that for the listeners. Mm. So we had one year in school and then three years out of school. And he was still talking to some people. And he actually wanted to go visit somebody. Did you guys agree that you would date other people? No. Okay, so he was choosing to date other people while but dating you. he wasn't you. dating her. He was talking to his ex-girlfriend. Okay, okay. Were you guys in a relationship? Very. Yeah, because when you say talking, he was just entertaining conversations on the phone, not no mm -hmm. dates, no physical, going out together. She was in Alabama and he was here. Okay, so on the phone, communicating, okay. Yeah. Okay, continue. So, um, he did not tell me he was going to go visit her. He told me he was going to go back home to visit his people. The young lady called and told me that he was coming to visit her. Did yeah. she do it in like a shady way? Or was she was like, girl, hey, is that? No. Oh, uh, she was like, yeah, your man. Yeah. Um, so she wanted to be messy. So I told mm. him, I said, if you do that, it's going to be detrimental. I said, if you go to visit her, it's going to be detrimental. And so he did. Anyway, after you told him it was going to be detrimental. Mm -hmm. Such and a strong word. And it was strong. Because I had to make it. So that was one. So so that's an ultimatum. Isn't that considered an ultimatum? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So ultimatum. Okay, so I want to talk about... Can you pause? So why detrimental? Detrimental because it was an ex-girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I would have done better if this was someone new that you may have wanted to know. But to go backward, mm. let me to see that you still had some, you know, some feeling and you, it was a comparison now. It you was a backtrack person, for me. It was a backtrack. 
as opposed to a get to know. Um, and it was detrimental. It was uh, very detrimental. Um, and it let me, it opened up my eyes completely to um, the thought that I had with regard to um, treating a person the way you want to be treated and, and they will reciprocate. No, that's not what the word says. <laughs> you know, um, I was thinking I got to show him this love and he would like it and then it would come back. Mm -hmm. No, that's not how that worked. Did you? Um, mm -hmm. So when he did call, he said, I made a terrible mistake, I'm coming back. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I can't tell you what to do. He came back, and but I had changed. Mm -hmm. I knew I had changed. How? I had a big paradigm shift because I was so hurt and that kind of let me know um, the problem and sometimes the problem is that we misplace how we love and I said this before I say it a million times we have the capacity to love a person with our mind heart soul and strength but that love is reserved for God so you love people the way that they you love people the way that you love yourself and no more Mm. Mm. That last part. So you gotta bring yourself up mm -hmm. to a standard and bring them down a bit. So sometimes those ultimatums and the the situation changes you. You know, sometimes these things change you. Um, that was the first real ultimatum. The second one was closely after that. So after that, because I had changed, we pretty much broke up Okay. for a good eight months. Mm -hmm. And then when we got back together again, I said, I can no longer be your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I can be your wife, but I can be somebody else's girlfriend. Mm. Because why? This is me. I said, if you're looking for somebody cuter than me, better sense of humor, taller, more shapely, longer hair, blah, 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 you need to keep looking because this is it. I'm not changing, and so you need to decide. I think that's this so, it's so good that you set your boundaries early, right? And I will, I will be honest and say, like, I did not do that with regards to my marriage. Um, I wasn't, I didn't set the boundaries up front because I think I thought boundaries were inherently clear. And what I have come to learn over the years is that if you do not articulate your boundaries, it will not be implemented. Um, and people are not mind readers, but I just felt like in the context of marriage, some boundaries should be inherently clear. So what am I saying to my listeners? Whether you think he understands what your expectations are or um, or he thinks she understands his expectations, it has to be articulated, com really communicated. Does. And I know some people are like, well, why do I have to explain everything? <laughs> like, duh. And I think there's a lot of does in marriage, right? Like. Like, duh, you shouldn't be entertaining a woman on social media um, in any sexual or 
in any um, ways that she might interpret that you're being, you're flirting. You know what I mean? Um, and that's general, but some men don't understand that. And um, I don't think most men understand. <laughs> exactly. I think it's, it's almost like most men, I feel like when they do fall, they've left the door open. And they're wondering, like, oh, my gosh, how did she end up in my lap? Well, you left the door open. You know what I'm saying? And and even to talk about the left the door open, we as women in our marriage, when we don't communicate the boundaries, we leave the door open. And so now mm. I'm doing that introspection. And I'm talking about me. I left the door open for infidelity but I think in I'm my gonna... marriage. When I didn't communicate, I think so. I think so. So here's the, and what I mean, I know people will be like, no, you didn't. But it goes back to what I'm saying. Like, if I didn't, I, I feel like I shouldn't be like, spell it out like you're a child. It goes back to what I mean. But I, I should have been very clear. What do I mean? So in my marriage, I didn't say, let me have your phone. So, so boundary sometimes to me feels like, not giving you your sense of um, grown upness. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> boundaries. I've always interpreted boundaries as to like I didn't empower you to be a grown up. Like, like oh well, the boundary is we don't be on our cell phones after nine because I don't know if I trust that you're not on a social media site. Like that's some people's boundaries. Some people's boundaries is like we. Well, you know, I hope that it would be communicated differently. I. I because if you come, I'm thinking, if you come at me, <laughs> let me say me, let alone a man. Mm -hmm. But if you come at me and you say, um, if a man says, we're not going to be on our phones after 9 o'clock because I don't know who you're talking to on social media, mm -hmm. I'm going to say, okay, so you don't trust me. Exactly. So, so I'm not, I'm not, you, the better thing for you to say to me is let's not be on our phones after nine o'clock because that's the time that I want us to spend together and mm -hmm. I don't want us to have I want us to have uninterrupted time where we can you know communicate together and we need to have everybody on the outside of our lives after nine o'clock at night nobody needs to be talking to us that is beautifully articulated so it needs to come I differently have, I don't know if I would have articulated it as beautifully because I'm a very direct person um, and it takes an art to communicate that beautifully and I'm learning that art over time but for me again I was so secure in who I was and and what I and in our relationship to be quite honest by the time of marriage that I felt like I knew him enough to not cross any boundaries with enough with another woman right and Andy he, was a Andy's a Christian. Yeah, and he's saved, right? <laughs> like that's what we tell ourselves. But the reality is, we're not. We're all imperfect beings. We're not. We all are not far from falling. And I think he also trusted me. Like he knew if there was a butt naked man, I'm not. I'm not gonna cross that boundary. But the reality is, just because you're secure doesn't mean again you can't fall, right? And but so was he secure? That uh, let me tell you what I think that is. That that I don't think, to be honest, he'll if you ask him now, he wasn't as secure in our marriage, right? But but I but that insecurity wasn't from me. At least I don't I like think, I didn't give him. I don't think I gave him any reasons to be insecure. But there were insecurities prior to marriage that I wasn't aware of. Um, Did you that, have insecurities prior to marriage? No. 
No, I probably was too secure, <laughs> if that's the thing. I was too confident in who I was, who God had made me, and where I was going, that I think sometimes it even, to him, felt like she would judge me in my vulnerability, right? And because, so here's the beauty, the beauty and the, the delicateness of being secure and confident, especially in a marriage dynamics, is that, or even in life, is that sometimes your confidence and assurance and self-awareness of who you are comes off to other people as she's going to judge me if I expose my vulnerability, my weakness. Because if she's not so, if, if she's not exposing her weaknesses, and, and here's the thing about security, it doesn't mean I don't have any weaknesses, but I'm just, I'm secure that even in my weaknesses, God got me. Does that make sense? Like, my, like, I relinquished my ins my weaknesses to God, and so there was this confidence that there was nothing I couldn't overcome, so and that showed this. up every day in our marriage. So let me say this. Mm -hmm. So the thing about I think a lot of men and mm -hmm. some women is competitiveness mm -hmm. and control. Mm -hmm. When you stop being competitive um, and you relinquish control. Mm -hmm. uh, it may expose some insecurities. Mm -hmm. So while you still have this over here, mm -hmm. you're still being competitive. Mm -hmm. And while you still have this over here, you're still in control of something that nobody else is in control of. Mm -hmm. And nobody else knows about this over here. Mm -hmm. And I got this. Mm -hmm. And nothing's going to happen in this, in this space unless I make it happen. Right. Right. Nothing's gonna happen because I'm in control of this whole environment over here. Right, right. And so, therefore, I think that insecurity um, exists because uh, you are you are secure in not having control of everything. That part. And you're secure in not having to compete. That part, right? And so, so yeah. So I was I was definitely so secure that. I didn't feel like I need to check your phones. I didn't feel like I need to check your emails. I wasn't clocking you when you came home at night. I didn't make any assumptions when you came home at night. If you said you were going to see your boys, you were. And, and so, so Do you for think me, that bothered um, your ex-husband. Yeah, I think I think sometimes being so secure makes you makes. It's almost like some men want some level of insecurity so they can feel needed and They're wanted. <laughs> So that was my point, right? Right. Was yeah. going to be the need to feel needed. Yes. And the need to feel wanted. Yes. And so a lot of times we kind of misconceptualize like that need to feel needed or wanted, and we that and we end up kind of falsifying boundaries or blurring already existing boundaries. That's right? good. And so a lot of times it's like, oh, but he. As females, sometimes we can say, I know I have, you know, oh, well, he needs me, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, my man need me, he need me to do this, that, and the third, et cetera, et cetera. So I will kind of ignore certain things that made me feel uncomfortable in relationships when I should have said, hey, I know you need me at this particular moment, but I'm not able to, I can give you this much because I have to do X, Y, and Z. And I, you begin to overextend yourself. You know, especially in dating relationships, it's like you can 
we make this false we make this false pretense especially when women of a certain age is like we are no longer we not dating for play play like, like we dating for purpose right and so if i know that i'm dating with a purpose and i'm dating um just not to just hang out and kick it like there's a rhyme and reason to this madness then we go in with this intention already of i need to be a wife right and so we bypass all of these flags because you so hell bent on I need to present myself as I can be this wife, right? And I think we need to take that time to kind of, one, know yourself, know what it is that you like and what you don't like. Be okay with saying, you know, hey, I'm not comfortable with this because you spoke on it a little bit about how we communicate, right? And how we can come across as I am, too, can be very, when I'm in a mode and I can step back from a conversation and say, oh, like when I was married, oh, when I go home, I'm a talk to my husband about this that and the third so it comes across like a tick list instead of a conversation so then I become domineering and assertive instead of coming to him and being loving and so when he may have wanted to talk to me I have now obliterated that boundary and that opportunity for him to come and talk to me about whatever his infirmities are whatever his insecurities are and so we never communicate and so the boundaries are never established right and so in dating what I've learned from that situation to present day is that be okay with establishing my boundaries and being okay with saying, yo, shorty, I'm not comfortable with that. You know, um, hey, my G, I don't like it when you, you know, slap my butt in public. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just thinking of some random off the head. You know, some people may not like that type of PDA, you know. And, um, but not saying it in a derogatory, but like, what you doing? You know what I mean? How this attitude and just like, hey, you know, I appreciate the fact that you, you know, you like the fatty, but, uh, <laughs> I don't want you to appreciate it that much in front of everybody. You know what right. I mean? Like, just find a different way to communicate instead of it coming across so over analytical or judgmental somewhat. Because then that creates, with us establishing boundaries, I don't want us to get into a place as these strong, independent black women or whatever color women to say, hey, I'm establishing my boundaries, but we're not doing it out of love. Right, right. Right? Or we're establishing boundaries so clear and so concrete that we're almost ostracizing the other person from saying we're having a negotiation about the boundary. One of you establish a boundary, right, T and Kim, with your mate, and they not comfortable with that boundary you set. Is that when the ultimatum comes in? Yeah, and I think that's that's what, that's what we're unpacking is that you know boundaries when communicated uh, in a loving manner. Boundaries, when communicated in a loving manner, can be great. Mm-hmm. And boundaries communicated early enough can also be great. And boundaries whereby the other person feels that their voice matters mm-hmm. is also important. So I think our boundaries can't come off as a dictatorship. There mm-hmm. we go. Yeah, yeah. We can't come off like... We are, you know, a dictate one of the dictator presidents in China. You name, you name any of them, right? Um, we don't want that, but we want to show that because I love you and because you love me, prayerfully you will respect this boundary. But I think, and I agree. I think my thing was, I didn't. I, I was so I felt because I was open, transparent. We had a. I thought we had established a level of trust. Um, that I that we didn't need boundaries. There we go. But but what I'm here to say, 
ladies, is that just because you have established a level of trust in your relationship does not mean you do not need boundaries. Um, He needs boundaries, you still need boundaries, and you need to be able to articulate that in a loving manner early enough so that there's the rules of engagement in your relationship. That is it. Boundaries, look at boundaries as rules of engagement in your relationships. Um, You know, when you go to the store, they tell you, you can't come in there. Well, some stores will say, or even less, not even say store, let's say restaurants or clubs. I remember when I went to clubs in college, you you couldn't come in in jeans. That was the rules of engagement entering that club. I think we need to do the same thing when entering marriage and say, you know what? We owe each other um, because of love to understand the rules of engagement for our marriage and our future. And even when you, even if it's secure, it doesn't mean I'm insecure by establishing a boundary. Yeah, I don't and, think boundaries make you in right. insecure at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? If anything, I think it, it presents to the right mind, mm-hmm. right? To the right To mind. the established and mature mind, exactly. it will present. You have to have some type of emotional intelligence to understand that someone is establishing a boundary and not being punitive. Mm-hmm. That somebody is establishing a boundary, but the person that is also establishing a boundary also has to be A, clear and concise. Be compassionate, you know, in, in how you are expressing. You can be assertive and can be compassionate. That takes a skill. Practice in the mirror. I don't care, but you can't exert. Even when it comes to boundaries, and I don't want to get us stuck on just relationship boundaries, but even with me recently with establishing boundaries with my children, or really establishing boundaries with parental relationships as Mm -hmm. I get older and my parents get older and life changes happen you know it's something different about saying yo mom dad stop talking stop don't stop passing my house unexpectedly you're getting on my nerves (laughs) right versus hey mom hey dad you know would you would it be okay if you guys can you call first please so that I can be prepared to receive you and also remember, you know, not all the times I'm able to receive you on the weekdays because I have work and the kids, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I hope you can understand that, right? And then if they continue to not express that boundary, then, you know, I may have to drop it up a notch, you know. But like, hey, I know we talked about this. Don't stop asking no more like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't have to be disrespectful because I want to honor my mother and a father. Same thing. I want to honor my husband. You know, and I, you know, don't be smacking me on my body. You know, like the example I gave earlier versus, hey, boo, you know, just be be loving. I think boundaries come mm-hmm. with communication. And I think I don't want us to miss that. And I think it's nothing wrong with him telling me a boundary, too. Yeah. If your exactly. boundary is... um Oh, yeah, it's it's going to be a problem way. if I feel like you don't trust me. Mm-hmm. If I feel like you don't trust me, that's going to be a problem for me. Okay. Then we can talk about it. Yeah. And, I, go, and I can say, well, don't give me any reason to feel like I can't trust you. And then it won't be a problem. Yeah, but that's you know? what we have to do. And then we have to talk about what would be the reasons. reasons. Yeah, we can't leave it at that. Right. I think a lot of times in conversations, we don't want to put in the work. Right. Right. And we make this blanket statement and people assume that, hey, well, this ain't going to violate her trust. But right. you don't know that his or hers past that may have dropped. You just, what you did, you may not be doing it intentionally. Right. 
but what you may have done in a specific action may have just dropped a seed or reminder to someone from a past relationship it may not be intimate yeah. it can be from a mommy daddy thing mm-hmm. and that's not to say that person is insecure that just to say that that person is flawed just like you are and you just know? like what you said <laughs> about if you can't what you said if it's a secret it's already cheating Oh yeah, if you like, if you gotta keep it from, if it's a secret and you can't, if the relationship is a secret, or whatever, then you already, you already cheat. And if you feel like it's already a problem, before you, before you even bring it to me, and you purposely omit that, that's lying about omission. Right. So, so that's a boundary. Already, that's a boundary. Don't lie to me about omission. You know, you talking to me about like, you know, my birthday plans and surprise and something like that. But if you got, like, the example you gave, you talking on Facebook, hey, boo, what you been doing today? Oh, nothing, this, that, and the third, da 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 Oh, I ain't catch up. Oh, today, oh, guess who I caught up with on Facebook? I caught up with such and such, such and such. Okay, now I'm aware. But now you've been having this relationship, air quotes, people, for six, seven months, and I didn't even know you was talking to old boy or old girl on Facebook for six seven months and now your relationship is gone into and then the response typically is where well, it was just it was just yeah <laughs> that, it was just oh my gosh well, oh, i didn't just, think you needed to know i didn't think you needed to know you know and so you have to be clear about what it is we have we have the takeaway for me in this whole conversation is that we have responsibility on both ends right i have the responsibility if I'm setting the boundaries, I have the responsibility of being concise and clear, upfront, truthful, and loving. And you have the responsibility to respect that and understand and make sure that you are honoring my feelings and my heart. Because regardless of the type of relationship you have, if you're in that inner circle with me, then you got my love and you got my time. So I ask the boundary above all is that you respect my heart. Respect my heart. Yeah, and and boundaries, you know, is so important too. It doesn't mean lordship, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean, you know, uh, misuse of power or misuse mm-hmm. of um, vulnerability. Yeah. So now we get down to breaking down what that word say. Yeah. And the misconception that so many people typically use nowadays. Yeah. So. You know, I'm sure you guys are familiar with First Peter three six, where it talks about Sarah calling her husband Lord. I think for so long in the church, and even in families, and I will even speak about Nigerian homes. You know, you have husbands that want want their wife to treat them like Lord or to to uh, call them Lord. And there's there is a beauty about revering your spouse and honoring your spouse. Um, but I think, I think when you become, uh, when the lordship becomes this universal obedience, that can be blurred. Um, that can blur on the lines of manip- manipulation rather than reverence. Um, because, you know, if you, if you are lord over everything in our family dynamics and my wisdom or my insight no longer has any value, then you could be out here and be like, well, Sarah called her husband Lord, and so therefore it's okay for me to be out with so-and-so at night to what we hours because, you know, I know what's best for this family. So I'm going, it's okay for me to cheat. It's okay for me to go rob this bank. You know, like, Lord, like calling, calling some, revering somebody doesn't lose 
the the wisdom and the and the consideration for your spouse. Yeah, I don't have to dumb down. Yes, I don't have to dumb down. But why did Sarah call her husband Lord at that particular time? Yeah, when you read like the whole context, and we're not gonna go from First Peter three one through six, but when you read the whole context, um, there there was a community of the at the time community of women, and I th- I believe the whole content was basically how do I live peaceably um, with my spouse how do I how do all the women at the time live peaceably with their husbands and, and it I, was a cultural thing yes it was a cultural thing and I think there is something about having peace in your home like everything is not worth you know a fight but I'm also I don't want at least for me going up in a very patriarchal society in Nigeria I don't want you to use this as a justification to abuse manipulate cheat justify you know cheating um or any of those things and i think some women in this whole submission thing we lose wisdom and we lose um our husband being considerate of us of of us you better know what the bible says yeah so so um first of all i think that lord thing was a term of endearment mm-hmm. I agree with Kevin. A mm-hmm. term of endearment. Mm-hmm. It was like bae, honey, mm-hmm. sweetheart, mm-hmm. darling. Mm-hmm. Boo. Um, boo. Any yeah. Zaddy. Any of that. <laughs> Zaddy though. <laughs> <laughs> a term of endearment. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to a position mm-hmm. over yeah. a person. Yeah. Um so first that first. Mm-hmm. Um and if a person has a, a position that that whole household is under their control and all of the people are in it mm-hmm. are under their control, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And you have to know what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And that first Peter was first Peter, second Peter. God's not even going to hear the prayer of a righteous man unless he considers his wife and everything that comes along with it. Her opinion, her position, how the thing affects her, all of that. Now let's go into boundaries and dating. Um, Shauna, can you give our listeners some examples of your boundaries in dating, what your experiences have been as a result of that, and the challenges? Mm, I think the common challenge for me is my strength. I think that's one of the most most difficult things. And you spoke, you hit a little bit on about dumbing down, and so sometimes. I'm going to be honest, like, I feel like I have to, like, almost appear helpless in order for a male to be like, oh, she need me. Because then there's that need factor again, right? Or, okay, I can date her because she's softer. And it's not that I'm rough around the edges, you know, things like that. I mean, I I have flaws just like anybody else. I just think that um, I was in a relationship for a really long time. And the very thing that attracted this person ended up being the very thing that caused our relationship to end, right? So my strength is like, oh my God, I love this. You know what I mean? Like, you have such great boundaries. You know, you're certain of yourself. You know where you're going. You you have this plan. And even when the plan doesn't work out, like you have this gumption to try to the bounce back you know um you pray like you have i'm not saying i have it all together by no means at all but 
there was some foundational things that were there. And I think that's what boundaries start, right? That foundational moral value, like what you will accept and what you won't accept. And as the more and more I got, the older I got, the more mature I got, the more I got into this relationship, I realized that I started to reestablish some of those boundaries I also had at the beginning. Because coming out of a marriage and dating again, I had to reinvent not only myself, but also some of my, my heart strength and my mental strength. Um, and so I think the biggest challenge that came out of that relationship was the, what do you call it, Kim? The paradigm shift mm -hmm. that occurred, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know what? I don't, what's being allowed at this point, because I didn't speak up for myself, right? Because, again, I wanted to remain likable, right? I wanted to remain loved. I wanted him to continue to love on me and to continue to you know um <coughs> adore me and so i allowed boundaries to shift and then when i woke up and realized i was doing the exact same thing in this dating relationship that i had began to do in my marriage i kind of like tried to reel myself back in and so i had to do a lot of time with god and ask god's strength because um those are one of those moments where i'm just weak um at that particular time and God thank God for it because the paradigm another paradigm shift happened mm -hmm. and then the ultimatum came in right because it's like yo I'm not it went from hey I'm not comfortable with this hey this is bothering me okay look my G <laughs> like, you got like no more times right and I think because of the acceptance of it over time, of certain things over time, it was like, oh yeah, you know, she all right. She'd be she okay, she'd be all right. And so when the final paradigm shift happened and the strength came back, that very well, this person adored about me, it came back tenfold. And then it was like, oh, snap, she not playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's serious. And I am, you know, because at the end of the day, we gotta guard our hearts. like. If you are obliterating every single boundary I have, um, just to push an envelope or to see how far I can get, and that is your understanding of love, that's not love, right? And a lot of people, we have that misconception, and that is a challenge in dating, is like people will, whether male or female, this is not gender specific, right. is that we will push boundaries, to, and we qualify that as saying, like, let me see, see how, how much, much this, this person can take and see how much they love me. When did, when did crossing my boundaries I just wanted to make you jealous to see. Love. Right. Yeah. I wanted to see if, if this would make you jealous because if you get jealous, jealous that, that means you, you love, really me. love me. You're so That's stupid. a load of bull. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. We don't have a sensor button. We might need to get one for me. <laughs> but I'm just <laughs> Listen, saints. The Lord is still working on me and don't judge me. Don't yeah. bring it in my direction. <laughs> um, but that's I will a, say that should be a red flag, y'all. Say it for the people in the back. If somebody is trying to make you jealous, yeah, while you are dating, yeah, on purpose, that is a big old red flag. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. a big red flag. Mm -hmm. Run for your life. Yeah, and I think with those boundaries, right? And so I remember having a conversation with, and it brought back to remember when you were speaking, Kim, on your experiences with ultimatums and boundaries in marriage, is that we were talking about in my dating relationship. Like he and I were talking about like my ch my change, right? 
you change. You don't, you don't act like the same. You don't. And I'm like, that's a good thing, right? Because I, I'm not changing for the worse. I'm changing for the better, you know? And so there's this idea, I think, in marriage, when you get married, when you talk about it in dating, that the marriage license almost gives you a license to drive my emotions. Hmm. And that's not true, right? So it doesn't, just because I'm married to you and we have now, we're joining, it doesn't mean that you now get to drive the car of my heart, right? I still retain that. I still have, that's still mine, you know? And I'm sharing that with you and I'm sharing that life with you, but ultimately, you know, that <laughs> that ownership belongs to me. And so if I'm uncomfortable with something, give me the free will to say, hey, I'm uncomfortable with that. If I'm changing as a person, we're going to change. Gonna Shoot, change. I'm knocking on 40. So I'm going to change a few more times mm -hmm. in this, yeah, in you this life, you know. Mm -hmm. And so when I have to, I want to be with a person that understands that change, that understands that, hey, you know, we're not going to be the same, that accepts, you know, all all types of uh, growth and, and, and evolution of a person. I think mm -hmm. a lot of times I use spoke on and see about um even your growth within yourself mm -hmm. right like how you and i were kind of the same person like we'll come home hey i've been thinking about this this is what i need to do da 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 this is how we're gonna get it done this is the plan and so again it just goes back we remove that kind of like that safety net from that male because they need to feel inclusive just like we do they need to feel loved like we do so i want i would encourage listeners who are dating who are you know, dating with a purpose. Again, regardless, you need to be clear and concise, but you also need to be loving. Don't be afraid of your change. Embrace your change. Be with somebody who's not going to waste your time and be with somebody who understands that your time and your heart are both valuable. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And I want to even expand on my experiences and boundaries and dating. So, man, I love y'all. I really do. I do too. I do, but y'all can be something. <laughs> Y'all can I know, be special. but that's the part I love. Yeah, they can be something. <laughs> I do. I love that. I love the difference in people. Right, right. But right. I need a person that's going to love the difference in so people me. like me. Yeah. I think there's beauty in our differences, but I feel like women tend to respect the difference in men. The men tend to respect the differences mm. in women. And let's expound on that. Even mm. now, um, I realize there's boundaries in dating after divorce. Who knew? Me, <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I felt like so coming into dating after divorce was so it was a whirlwind for me because one, I was like, oh, I have to do this dating thing again. I have to like, you, you know, go go. Yeah, I was rusty. <laughs> like I was like, is this? That I have you know, because dating for me is like interviews, and we're just collecting information, seeing if we're a good fit for each other. And that is like the simple way of looking at it. But I, of course, I think you should look beyond um, beyond the things that are mutually the same and look at things that are different, right? And so I realized that post-divorce, there was a part of me that was still, I still held the same boundaries, um, dating before marriage and dating after divorce. What do I mean by that? I, I still had my sexual boundaries. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was hard for people to understand. So before marriage, 
why was I it did. hard for people to understand? Girl, I'm trying to figure out too why it was hard. <laughs> what do you mean, like the part when I when you say sexual boundaries? So we can clarify for our listeners. Mm. The same boundaries you had going into your marriage. Yes. You had you had also reestablished that boundary when you began dating again. Correct. And it was so, hard for people because they're like, "Well, you were married, you got two kids, you already got it. What's the problem?" Exactly. Oh, oh. Exactly. So. For the listeners, before I got married, I wasn't having sex. I was practicing. Celibacy. I was celibacy. I was practicing celibacy. Now I'm practicing abstinence. So the struggle is real. I understand, <laughs> but um, people couldn't understand that. Okay, you have two kids. You know, you've had sex before. Your cherry has been popped, so to speak. You know. Why can't you, you know? Why you just don't want to do this? Yeah, why you just don't want to do this? You know what it feels like. It's pleasurable. It's enjoyable. Like, what's the problem? Like, duh. Like, who don't want sex? Like, God understands. You've had, you know, you've been married already. Did somebody tell you God understands? Yes. Yes. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> like God understands your struggle and I get it like we could put all the struggles out whatever struggle it is that we wrestle with in our spiritual walk we could put it under God understands but I think we need to go beyond God understands to this is something I want to do for me like it's not just the theology it's not just my faith I genuinely still feel like my body is not for everybody Amen. I genuinely feel like you know even if we had that sexual connection for me, I never want to have sex um, without any freedom. And, 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 and I don't even want to preach to y'all, but whom the sunset free is free indeed. <laughs> and sexually, I need to be free in every way. And if I can't be free in every way, then there is a level of conviction. And so for me, post-divorce, I still had that, like, I can't be sexually free with you because you're not my husband. I can't be naked and not ashamed. And if I can't be naked and not ashamed, I'm not going to enjoy this. Like, it literally, it was very practical and logical for, mm-hmm. for me. Like, whereas, like, for the, for the listeners that are naked and not ashamed, post-divorce, like, I, I, don't, I don't have any judgments on there. Because, I, again, I do feel like you come to a place in your walk that is really about you and Jesus and, and, and my convictions with Jesus and th- this just happened to be one. This just happened to be one. I have other things, but this just happened to be one of them. And so I would go on a date and and ladies, we set ourselves up for people not to re- respect our boundaries. What do I mean? It's hard for me, again, this is, this is me. I've communicated, in this situation, I communicated my boundaries, but it goes back to what Kim said. People will test your boundaries to see if you really mean what you say so ladies yes the lord will make a way of escape but you got to have your own escape plan okay sometimes it's just a word no how about that right right and and so i would go on dates you know i would visit their home and they would want to take it beyond that like just because i came to visit you at your house does not mean i want to sleep with you yeah but how soon was that I think it was like maybe four fifth day. Mm. You know, I'm visiting your house on me. Oh, this is the one day you won't get some. You know, it's almost like <laughs> in the mental. The mental say, oh, I'm going to get some. Oh, she going to let her boundary go. Oh, I'm going to show her like what I got. You know, my Mandigo, whatever. So what do you feel like you learned from that situation? Like, do you feel like, because what I hear is maybe it would be best if it was me, I would have to accept. If I know that that has been my, like, 
like that's what I encountered mm-hmm. in my history. I would want to be like, yo, I'll come, you know, to your crib if we having dinner, but understand this is dinner. Like you're not about to get the nucky. Yeah, and that's it's sad. Did you say that? So because I want to be likable, she right? didn't say it. I didn't um, say it. It's that likable thing. That be yeah. messing us up, man. Yeah, that likable ladies. You ain't never gonna be like if you like. Gonna, don't like me. Right. Love me. <laughs> right. Respect me. Right. I don't care if you like me. Right. No, <laughs> no I do care. Because like the likable. Because I still wanted to be. I didn't want to come off judgy. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to come off um, dictating. Like you know, I didn't want to come off rigid. And but can we be dictatorship over our own body? Is I, that allowed? <laughs> can we do that? I'm can we be dictators over? Can I? That sounds sarcastic to me. No, I agree. We we should be able to dictate. I mean, what am I allowed to get? I, I'm allowed to get my vagina wet, right? Yes. Whenever I want to, yeah, yeah. I want to, yes. right? And, Until and, you get married. <laughs> and if I don't want to, when I say, "Hey, I don't want to do that," yeah. that's allowed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if I've given it away before, and I say <laughs> I don't want yes. to, that's Let me still allowed. Don't care. Until I get married, <laughs> Until I get married. <laughs> I say that again. Yeah, because. <laughs> Literally, this person, and I can laugh about it now, and I, t- I told my bestie, I, I, I was actually on the phone with my bestie, and this person comes, it's like, it's like he says, oh, I'm going to go take a shower. I said, okay, fine. Again, because I'm oh, very secure. That. Yes, that, you remember that. Girl, bestie. yes. <laughs> Wait a minute, that. hold on. Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on, hold on, so hold on. So he goes to take a shower in his house, but I'm already in his house. I'm not going to run out What did door. I say? She, you what called, did I say? You called your bestie from his house? Me. Yeah, what I was, did I say? You said, well, you run said for your after, life? when she said, don't, you shouldn't have gone over there or something, right? She said, I shouldn't have gone over there, but I went over there again. We were on our way to a date, but we were going out and he's mm. like, oh, let me go take a shower first or whatever. Set up ladies. But, but here's the thing. High side 2020. High side 2020. It was definitely a setup. And he came out butt, butterball naked, sure ladies. Did. Butterball naked, okay? Sure he did. And I was like... Um, and she laughing on the phone. And I, Yeah, I'm laughing the whole time because I'm like, really? This is what we doing? Because, <laughs> hey, you don't want to respect and like, my Girl. boundaries. <laughs> and I completely ignore him. So, ladies, if you are not... And that hurt him, his feelings. Oh, yeah. Good. And we, we haven't been talking since. Oh, that funny. hurt his feelings. And I was still... Shout out to that person. You know who you are. Yes. I'm still okay with being your friend. It's okay. It really it is not a problem. Laughing. Y'all stupid. But yeah, so ladies, and I didn't feel like don't all that to say, ladies, do not put yourself in a tempting situation that can cause you to cross the boundaries you set for yourself. That you won't mm. do that no more. Mm. No. Um, and so rewind. <laughs> Take it back. If you could have did it over, what would you have done differently? We would have met at a neutral place, or we would just met at the place we were eating dinner. Like yeah, I'll, I'll meet you there. Yeah, I'll meet you there. Like, and then we'll go home separately. Because hey, here's the thing: men are men. I love y'all, but I do not believe men are capable of not pushing the envelope when it comes to sex. Meaning. That yes, they respect your boundary. Yes, a brother not gonna get a rape charge, but he is going to see like, hey, if I kiss on her neck, if I kiss on her ears, mm. 
will that, you know, cause her to submit this boundary of not having sex outside of marriage? And they so, gonna try. They gonna try, ladies. Let's just and be you honest. know some things happen to us just like it happens to them. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. certain yeah. stuff happens. Yeah, they, they're waiting for and your sexual gone, they're just waiting don't for your touch body. Me. <laughs> they're waiting for your body <laughs> to respond. Don't touch me. And see if you're gonna fall into temptation. And so if you're not secure, if you know your body is going to respond the opposite way. Don't you set your, yourself. Yeah, don't set yourself up for failure. I just was gracious enough to not fall for it. But you might have been like, oh, you butterball naked, let's get it on. Like, that might, you don't want that. Because then now you've crossed your own boundaries that you set for yourself and they will never respect you. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Prior to that situation, looking back on it now, mm-hmm. right? Do you think there was something that you said or did that may have given him the inclination that it was okay to cross this boundary i gave him access what do i mean by access because it goes back to what i mean i'm i'm the i'm the person that i will say 95 percent of the time i say what i mean i mean what i say and so i go into relationships with that but that doesn't mean that people will not try right and so i gave him access so I, I um, invited him to my home um, before, but it wasn't like first day. It was like a couple, you know, a couple more dates. Um, but again, invitation to my home does not mean we sleeping together. Invitation to my home means we're going to have dinner. And, and to be honest, I've had prior experience. So shout out to my ex-husband. We dated and we didn't have sex before marriage. We cooked in each other's homes. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There were temptations. And I had to call my bestie for that because I had to be like, girl, by 9 p.m. I need to go out this door. Shout but, out to the besties that mm, be holding the besties mm, down when yeah. they're in uncompromising situations. Yes, <laughs> to make sure, like, you got to have besties when you're dating to enforce those boundaries, especially if you're not trying to cross sexual boundaries. It's important to have a, a, a community of people that will hold you accountable. And so I had that done. And I think post-divorce, again, I thought I was secure enough to not cross that boundary but that doesn't mean just because you're secure enough for you not to cross that boundary doesn't mean the person won't try that's the lesson learned and i am that's the nugget if you don't get nothing else for those who are trying to practice celibacy abstinence you have to yes the lord will make a way for escape but you have to not open up doors or give access where temptations um, can occur. Stop making the Lord work so hard. Jeez. Oh, Shauna says stop making the Lord, Lord work, work so hard. Y'all be making him work so hard, bro. Like, like he don't got enough to do. Like, omnipresent, like, ain't enough. I mean, Jesus. I mean, he did son die on the cross. What else? Yeah, <laughs> like, that part. That part. Don't make it so hard. Oh, my God. I can't believe that he um put his same thing right on my lap. You sitting there on the bed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe he wanted us to sleep together. He said the date was at the hotel. Yeah. (laughs) And and disclaimer, people, I am not justifying rape. I am not justifying men not respecting your sexual space and boundaries. Because if you've had sex a hundred times and you decide, no, I'm not having sex that day. You still still have the right to do that. Absolutely. You have, like, again, you have the choice and the dictatorship over your, your body. body, male or woman, yes, has that dictatorship over their body. So when I gave my husband that ultimatum mm-hmm. after the eight-month breakup, mm-hmm. it was at Bob's Big Boy. 
<laughs> when he called me and he said, "Can I? I, I want to come over so we can talk. I want us to. I want to come and, and, and talk." I said, "No, you're not coming to my house. Mm-hmm. I will meet you at Bob's Big Boy Best on Bob's New Big Hampshire Avenue." And so that's where the ultimatum happened because I knew if he had come to my house. My area in the house, I had two roommates that lived on the first floor. My area in the house was an upstairs flat, and everything was in there, including my bed. And so, no, don't come to my house. Do you yeah. think that that was kind of like the low-key plan? Like, I'm going to dim the lights and get my girl back? You know how they do. He was going to play the guitar. Girl, I don't know what he was going to do, because I wasn't even going to try to give you that no, cap of girl, shit, girl. <laughs> Cap of shimmy. Kim said, No. Because no. <laughs> I'm the big boy. I already know what this about. <laughs> right? Ladies, yeah. Use wisdom. You already know you what already it is. Know. That is your gate. That you, What did you say? Go and make a way for escape. escape. The first escape is the wisdom that he, he gave, gave you. You. Yes. <laughs> you know. The first you escape know. is the wisdom That's that he I gave you. That's what I told my son when he broke up with his girlfriend. I said, Dean. I said, she know your favorite color. She know what time you go to bed. She know what shows you watch. She know everything. She knows when you leave. She knows everything. Y'all were together for years. She's going to cry. She's going to call. <laughs> She's going to call your phone. She's going to have an emergency that only you can fix. Everything. Yeah. So be prepared. Yeah. yeah. So, ladies, you know, God will make a way of escape, but use the wisdom as a way of escape and exercise that wisdom and exercise that knowledge of the word and ensure that your boundaries in dating is exercised. Thank you for listening to the Bodaciously Her podcast. Don't forget to rate, like, comment, share, review, and subscribe to our podcast.